a very scary one that happens with an athlete that's 18 years of age that has the pedigree that he does that just signed to go to college and was one of the more talked about ballyhooed recruits in the entire country heading off to USC. And, of course, I'm speaking of Bronny James, the son of LeBron James, who had a scary event in which he was rushed to the hospital uh, in cardiac arrest, and it was eerily similar to everything that we talked about just seemingly a few months ago, Doc, with with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, where do we begin on this conversation uh, in terms of Bronny? Because no one knows for sure exactly anything yet. Everyone wants to rush to conclusions on so many things, and I get it because that's how this entire thing works now. Keep the, the wheels spinning with guesses and opinions on everything else all all while kind of skipping over the fact that you have an 18-year-old now whose life may have just drastically changed in front of everyone's eyes. Yeah, it's tough, and it's it's a lot of speculation. I've not really seen any official confirmations on exactly what they think happened, on how what the circumstances were of of him having this event. I don't I don't have really any details at all, um, and so a lot of what we'll talk about is just going to be the the broader brush of of athletes and cardiac issues. This is not something that's new. This is something we've been been fighting and looking for, and we talk about this with the pre-participation physicals. We talk about this with a lot of different types of athletes having different medical conditions. And you're, like you just talked about, I think, on their message earlier today, we just saw this with the commodio cordis that just happened in football. So it, it's something that is, is fairly frequently on the news, uh, and it's definitely getting our attention today. So there are so many directions that people want to go. How much of this, Doc, is just news cycle now? Uh, I remember that, you, you know, that we go back to Hank Gathers and, and what happened there. There's been other instances of, of things like this happening. Gaines Adams was a football player that also passed away from something that was similar. Is it because of the constant news cycle that we're in that we, we are privy to more of this information that's happening? And by the way, also understanding that if someone of the caliber of Bronny James had had this happen at any point in time, it would obviously garner some attention on this, but it, it feels like that uh, that also plays a role in the, at least what seems to be numbers of these cases. Well, it's definitely terrible news. I mean, you don't want this to happen to anybody. This is, this is sad no matter if you're a celebrity or if you're a small town kid or whatever the case may be. And so I think in this case, it's particularly getting headline attention because he is just such an up and coming athlete. He is obviously from an athletic family that's very well respected and has extensive accolades. And it, it just kind of seems like, man, if it can happen to him, can it happen to anybody? And the answer is definitely yes. And that's why we work so hard to, to try to catch as many of these as we can. But it's, it's, this is a uphill battle sometimes. So if it is, and I read one of the Cedar sinais cardiologists um, who had a quote, and I th I'm trying to remember who he was actually talking to. Oh, it was the OC register. And this, this doctor had said, if this is actually what it is, um, speaking about it being a condition that there are different causes for it, but usually there's an underlying, often um, 
uh, congenital condition, meaning that people, that athletes are born with it, and that especially during heavy physical activity can lead to an arrhythmia, which equals cardiac arrest, and the vast majority die of that. So we can just start right there. And full full transparency, this is also his opinion on what's going on without actually treating him. But how often do we catch symptoms like this where there is some sort of underlying condition that we are not quite aware of? So we catch these with the the sports physicals and the mass physicals, depending on which study you look at, uh, no more than 25% of the time, and probably somewhere between 5 and 25% of people with an underlying condition that we can find gets caught in those types of settings. And that just highlights that, I mean, they're, they're trying to find as many of those as they can. We're doing auscultations. We're doing thorough histories to look for those family histories to make sure that if there's, you know, a family member that died suddenly for no reason in their 40s that we know about that because that's a clue that, hey, maybe this is something that is a heart condition that runs in the family and we need to take a closer look and do more testing. Uh, but there are so many of these that slip by. And it's, it's something that's part of the conversation ongoing in terms of how much aggression do we have with testing for, you know, extra things in the sports physical. Do we EKG every kid? Do we echocardiogram every kid? If we do, where does the billions of dollars that that will take come from to, to generate these? What do we do with about half of the results that are false positives instead of true positives? You know, are we doing workups unnecessarily? This is a big conversation but it's really driven by tragedies like this. When, when a kid goes down or any athlete goes down, it's, it's rarely like the movies. In the movies, it's usually they start doing some chest compressions. Maybe the AED made it into the movie, and then they sit up afterwards, everybody claps, they shake each other's hand. Most of the time in real life, that is not a good outcome. It, this is something that we see maybe 40% or so uh, survive, and that's the ones that have paramedics on site that get to them quickly. Can you take anything away as uh, as we're having a discussion here on, on Bronnie James um, with Dr. Chris Crane from Tulsa Bona Joint? It, can you take anything away from the fact that he was in ICU for one day compared to, say, three like DeMar Hamlin was? Does that mean anything at this point? Does it just mean that they were able each, – each condition is probably different. Were they able to get this under control and at least get something back faster than what they did with DeMar? It's encouraging. I think that it's a sign that he had a lot of positive signals that, that his heart that I'm sure at this point is being continuously monitored – is is doing what it's supposed to do. They're not finding more arrhythmias. They're 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 to move him out of ICU that quickly. He's got to be making good progress. Um, the question will then be what what was the cause? Is it something that they know? Uh, is it something structural? Is it an arrhythmia? Was it you know caffeine or chemicals or something that he had been eating or drinking or a supplement that he took? And and again, this is something that is wildly speculative because you have no idea. There's a lot of different causes. And in some cases like this, we never figured out. They'll, they'll do entire autopsies on patients that have passed away with sudden cardiac death. They don't find it. They, they don't find a cause. And those people that have had different versions of and things that have been diagnosed with this, I mean, sometimes it's a lifetime of, of medication, depending on what it is. Some actually need something in terms of an imp, uh, implant because of a lifelong condition that's inherited, which cannot be cured. 
Um, in many cases, Doc, something like this can be dealt with, but the person has to deal with it life lifelong, and that means in some cases competitive sports and other activities are completely off of the table if they diagnose specifically what caused this. Right, and that's the key is you, you have a lot of confidence if you can find – what the cause is that you then you know what the best treatment is. The, it, the first step really is knowing what's going on. And it, it's, it will be wonderful to see if they've found a cause, if they know what led to this. Was it an electrical issue in the heart? Was it a structural issue in the heart? What led to this so that we know how to help him best? That's the key. Athletes are not invincible. They never have been invincible at all. Um, this is a time where... I feel like with also with DeMar Hamlin, it's more of an opportunity to spread awareness about sudden cardiac arrest, which is a significant problem. And this is now where the rest of us all have to kind of pick up the slack and continue on the messaging here, because here we are. We seemingly got a little bit comfort uh, of comfort in our lives back with just yesterday watching DeMar Hamlin run back out onto the field at Buffalo Bills camp. And then suddenly here's the story about Bronny James. It's continuing to spread awareness about this will go a long way, at least in my opinion. I think so. And I think it helps to to have celebrities see that you know, it's not a, it can happen to anyone. It's not, it's just not discriminatory. This is something that any athlete could experience. For whatever reason, basketball has a little bit higher of an incidence of this. We don't know the cause for that, but this can be anybody. And we do the best studies we can. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to see guidelines continue to change and update as we try to make sure we're doing the right things to catch all of these and as many of these as we can at least. But it's something that is continually changing, and that conversation is excellent to have in media. And again, just like we saw with Hamlet, having AEDs nearby, having support staff and knowing emergency protocols, I mean, that's the thing that athletic trainers are really focusing on, and that's what makes a difference in these kind of situations is that training. They know what to do. They've, they've prepared for this ahead of time, and they just, boom, they go into the protocol. They, they get done what needs to be done, and that makes the biggest difference. So with that said, if, if you're a parent, what, what can you do as a parent, right, to watch your, your young athlete at a variety of different ages, uh, is there like a checklist that parents need to know about just to just to make sure that everything is on the up and up? What what can the average person do, Doc? Well, it's part of it's just getting all your routine physicals. There's well child checks, and I remember thinking when I was you know getting into medical school, these are silly. There's nothing wrong. Well, it's kind of the point. You don't know of anything, but they go and they listen to heart, they listen to lungs, they'll watch growth, they'll make sure that everything's fitting with the patterns that you need. And then just listening. If, if the kid is saying, hey, I'm having trouble breathing, or hey, my chest feels heavy, these are things that we take serious. These are not something to, to brush over. These are not things to ignore. Getting out of breath, getting dizzy, getting fatigued faster. You know, just listen. If, if there's feedback from the body, we got to take that serious, and we got to understand that that's potentially something to, to look up and work up further. Well, it's a scary conversation nonetheless, uh, and, I, and I know that you, you have to have these conversations when something like this ultimately happens, and that's also understanding it's not even, it, it's not even your field, Doc, uh, but, I, but I do appreciate you at least giving us a little bit of a, a better understanding about what this could potentially mean for, for Bronny James uh, coming off of the DeMar Hamlin situation. Next week, we definitely need to uh, get into a few more of these uh, injuries that are happening from a musculoskeleton 
type of situation with NFL camps because they're already happening left and right. It seems like there's a new one each and every single day, but I do appreciate your time <laughs> here on the Blitz. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. That's Dr. Christopher Crane joining us here on the Blitz 1170 from Tulsa Bone & Joint. Make sure you check them out online at TulsaBoneAndJoint.com right now. Go to that website. They have everything that you need in terms of looking at over, over the physician's profiles that they have, all of the services that they have there at uh, TBJ. It is uh, a place that I have used multiple times with my family members.